welcome to Meet the Artist Interviews. My name is Kirsten Gam, and I'm the registrar at San Francisco Ballet School. This program is presented by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. Today is Sunday, February 1st, 2009. We are broadcasting from the San Francisco War Memorial Opera House. This interview is being podcast, so I'd like to not only welcome our listeners here in the audience, but our podcast listeners as well. Most of the Meet the Artist series will be available as podcasts on our website at www.sfballet.org with new installments every week. We'll just take a moment for people to get settled because I know you're all anxious. Um, and I, it's my great pleasure to be speaking with principal dancer Katita Waldo today. Thank you. Katita was named apprentice at San Francisco Ballet in 1987, joined the company in 88, promoted soloist in 1990, and became a principal in 1994. This is only a brief list of many of her accomplishments. I'd like to just mention some of the pieces that she's been in. Um, Katita's performed principal roles in Mr. Thomas's Swan Lake, Giselle, Sleeping Beauty, Nutcracker, as well as Bourneville's La Sophie and Lubavitch Othello. She's also performed works by such choreographers as Jerome Robbins, Christopher Wielden, George Balanchine, Stanton Welch, Mark Morris, Yuri Posakoff, William Forsyth, and Val Canaparoli. And again, those are just a few. She received Isadora Duncan Awards for Best Ensemble Performance in 2001 and 2002, and also has served as frequent guest teacher, artist, ballet, uh, ballet master, and choreographer's assistant. Wow, that is quite impressive, and many of us have had the pleasure of witnessing a lot of that here on the stage here. Thank you. So if you would, Katita, before all of that amazing performance experience, if you tell us a little bit about how you became interested in dance and some of your early training that brought you here to San Francisco. Sure. I was, um, I was born and raised in Spain, in Madrid, Spain, and uh, my mom says that I was very hyper, so... And, of course, being my mother, she said, oh, you used to dance Swan Lake in the crib. So, (laughs) nonetheless, I actually, she did take me to see a performance of Swan Lake, and I think it was the Bolshoi, and that was it. I was dancing down the street from then on, and that's what I wanted to do. And she enrolled me in ballet classes and um, signed up for a year. And after about a month, I hated it. And she said, well, it's okay. You don't have to do it, but... We have to finish out the year. And then at the end of the year, there was a performance. Uh, we used to be evaluated in a performance environment, and, and that was it. I saw the lights and, the, you know, was ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille, and that was the end of that. So I've been doing it ever since. Fantastic. Um, since being an, an apprentice with a company in 87, that you've got 22 years of experience here. Would you just, I, I know you... Don't remind me... me. Many, many memories, and I'm sure a lot of highlights, but maybe if you could just share a couple of those that, that really stand out for you. Well, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride, is all i got to say. It's, um, let's see, highlights. There are so many. I think every time you step out on that stage is a highlight for me because I never know. Every time is different. Uh, in terms of roles, I guess Swan Lake was a, was a biggie. Um, in the middle, somewhat elevated, which we're doing this year as well. I think uh, one of the biggest thrills is, is the opportunity to work with so many different choreographers. And also, 
I've never tired of the range of abilities of the dancers in this company. So to be among them and, and you know, to see how each person interprets a role inspires me. And, and I think those would all be highlights. I had the fortune yesterday of seeing Katita perform in, in program two in Ibsen's house and in the middle someone elevated. I, of course, would encourage all of you, if you don't already have your program two tickets, to take advantage of seeing her in those pieces. Um, wondering how you prepare yourself to dance such diverse roles, as well as all of the other repertoire you've done. How is that part of your preparation? Advil. Advil. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, how do I prepare? Well, in particular with these two roles, they're emotionally very different. Um, Ibsen's house is, is very dramatic, even though it's not a, an overt story. Um, and, and I have a rather tragic part in it. Uh, I have syphilis. And I've given it to my son, and he's dying, which is a little different than middle, for those of you who, who've seen about you know, a hair. So um, emotionally, you have to put yourself in a very different place. The steps are also very different, but um, I, I found even in rehearsals that it just wasn't coming together for me, either part, until I hit the stage and the lights and, the, and it was all there. And then suddenly, I just felt what I wanted to do and to be in each role. So you learn the steps, you learn the character, you, you work out the kinks, but it's really the final piece is, is, is the audience, the lights, and the, and the costume. So preparing, I guess, I sort of get myself as physically ready as I can, make sure that I'm in as much control of the steps as I can be and in tune with my partner, and, and then let that final event occur, which is when when you guys are out there. So that, that pretty much is it. I kind of let whatever uh, the audience brings to be the final uh, thing that, that informs my performance, I guess I should say. And it is different. I mean, Ibsen's house is dramatic, and it's very human, but I do feel uh, different things each time I do it. And middle also, it's kind of a, there is no story, but it, in, in a weird way, it's very relaxed and very, uh, it's kind of like a rehearsal. So you can, you can feel many different things. You can feel competitive, you can feel like you're out there with your pals and you're just dancing around, or you can feel like you're showing off. So it, each time you feel something different when you do that one. So, and just hope you don't hurt yourself, you know. But other than that, that's about it. Uh, our audience is here today to see Program 1. Uh, one of the pieces uh, being performed today is The Four Temperaments, which you have done as well in the past. Just wondering if you can share a little bit about that ballet with those that might not be so familiar with it. Um, I don't know what year, actually, Four Temperaments was done, but it's one of, of Balanchine's, one of the many of, of which he's done, which are great. It's, it's one of them. And it's, uh, um, I think you'd say, neoclassical. Um, and it's very pure. It's very pure. It's, um, the music is, um, I'm forgetting who the music is. I want to say Hindemith, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah, Hindemith, right. And Balanchine being Balanchine, the, the movement matches the music beautifully. I think it has very different moods, even though it's, uh, the movement is similar. The moods of each section are very different, you know, from quiet to there are parts that are a little more uh, playful, 
a little more serious. Um, it has a whole range of, of physicality and quality of movement. It's abstract, so you can interpret it as you wish. Um, but it's a fabulous ballet, wonderful, wonderful ballet, and, and difficult. It's very uh, demanding on the dancers. There are many, many hours you spend, not only on the stage, but the building across the street. And outside of that, you have a lovely family. I do. And uh, this, this last year, one of our students from San Francisco Ballet School, who happens to be her son, was cast in the Nutcracker. And so was, wondering how that is to now share the stage. It was hilarious, actually, is what I'd say. I mean, we weren't on stage at the same time. He was in the party scene. But, um, you know, I was able to be backstage and kind of check it out and look at him. And they actually brought him up so he could watch me from backstage. And it was just fun, you know, to go downstairs and see him in his little outfit with his makeup on. And, you know, hey, Mom, how you doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was the show. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it was really, it was great. Don't know if he's going to stick with it, but at least we have that memory. And he performed more than I did. He had about ten shows, and I had nine. So, oh, God, <laughs> he's beating me to the punch. I know with many fans here, I'm sure there are a few questions that you might like to ask. Petita, is there anyone that's interested in, in a question? Yes. Oh, the question is uh, one of her favorite partners. I could never say. Actually, uh, I can't say. I think that um, every single partner I've worked with and I've had the privilege of working with 90% of the company, of the men in the company, every single one has given me something unique. And um, I've been so blessed. I think we have extraordinary uh, dancers here and partners. I've had opportunity to work with younger, upcoming uh, partners and I've loved them all, so that's what I would say. Yes. Thank you so much. That means more than I can say. Thank you. Right. For those of you that didn't hear, um, there wasn't a, a question, but uh, just a lovely statement about being uh, Katita's biggest fan and remembering many years of seeing her perform. And also, and I would definitely second this, not only is Katita, a beautiful dancer, but a beautiful person as well. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. The question was, uh, coming from Spain and then being here in San Francisco, the transition between those, those two spots. Um, I started in Spain, and uh, for various reasons, my family, my parents are American, but they were living in, in Madrid. And when I was 11, we moved to the States, and I wanted to continue dance. So uh, we went, we went to Ithaca, New York. My mom wanted to finish going to college. And there was a very little small studio there called the Ithaca Ballet that to this day I consider some of the best training I've ever had. And I was there for, I think, three years. And then I went to North Carolina School of the Arts. I guess it was two years because I was 13 when I went away. Um, and I was in North Carolina for three years. And then I went at 16, I went to the Washington Ballet which uh, the company's changed a lot now, but when I was there, it was a miserable, horrible place. So I, I don't like to talk about it very much, but I did survive that. And then um, it just so happens that there was this really cool guy who lived out here, and I thought, well, why don't I go out there instead of going to New York because he's really cute. And um, I came out, and uh, we've been married now for 20 years and have a little boy, and uh, that was it. But... Um, 
at, I, I came out, uh, I think it was the transition year that Helgi and, and Michael were here, and uh, I was so impressed, because I was going to go to New York. I mean, that was my, you know, everybody went to New York back then, so that's what I was going to do. And um, I looked around and thought, this is better. I like this better. And then um, I, I, I was here for, for many years, and then I decided, gosh, you know, I've been here a really long time. Maybe I should try something new. And I went to New York again, and I thought, well, you know, maybe I could do this. And, you know, I looked around a couple places, and there was some interest. But then I realized that there was nowhere that I'd get the range of, of choreography and experiences that I had here. So I said, that's it. I'm here. No regrets. No regrets. You mentioned the, the range and the repertory here, and you've also done some teaching as well. I'm wondering what you've seen over the course of your performing career that's happening in the studio for the students to prepare them for uh, such diverse repertory. Have you seen a lot of, of changes in how students are trained to prepare for this, or is it very similar to, to what you remember? I've seen a lot of good things, and I've also seen a lot of bad things. And... Um, I am a little concerned about the quality of, of dance education in America in particular. Um, I think our school right now is, is very good. Um, the young apprentices and trainees that are working with us are a testament to excellent, excellent training, and I'm very happy about that. But there are, I, to my thinking, there's a lot of uh, very scary things out there where people are teaching styles and as if they were techniques, and they're not. And there's uh, a lot of, of misunderstanding the way the body actually functions. And uh, it, it makes me a little concerned. I see a lot of young people that are not reaching the potential that they could. But our school is excellent. I'm quite proud to is. say. So I highly applaud it, and I'm very proud to be part of it. Another question from the audience. Yes, sir. The question is, do you plan to have ballet for the rest of your life? I think so. Uh, I've had the benefit as a dancer of being able to uh, teach and to work as a choreographer's assistant which uh, and, and ballet mistress before I retire. And it's given me the opportunity to really figure out whether I like it or not. And I had at one point thought that maybe I would be interested in, in working in a school and uh, after experiencing uh, choreographer's assistant and ballet mistress and working with companies and teaching company class and working with professionals, I realized that for me, that's what I enjoy. I like working with the professionals and, uh, and helping to shape the ballets that will go on the stage. And uh, I, I, maybe I just I don't have the patience for, or, or for the routine of the school environment um, which is why I'm glad that there are good teachers out there that can do it instead of me. So, yeah, I do plan on it, definitely. Yes. The question was if there's a, a role or ballet that Katita hasn't danced and what she may still like to. Well, there are many that there, there's not a chance that I'll do but because uh, I'm too old. But uh, Juliet, I always wanted to do Juliet. Um, I, Manon, uh, Bejar, I'd love to do... Um, there are a couple of Béjar ballets. I also was interested in Le Jeune Homme et la Mort, uh, Carmen, so many, and, and choreographers I'd like to work with, and yeah. 
That's the bummer about the dance, you know, the dance life. It's, sorry, got to quit now. <laughs> um, can't do it till you're 80. But, but like I said, I've, I've had a good run, and I don't regret. Yeah. The question is, seeing it from the inside, how has dance changed in the last 20 years? I think dancers have gotten stronger. Um, I think that actually, speaking of, of age, they last longer. I do think that um, perhaps in the age of media and all of that, that there's a, a bit of a falling off about what we do, and which makes me a little sad. I think that you know people are so used to CGI effects that they've lost interest in what a human body can do, and that's a bit sad. Especially, I mean, given with this company, it seems fresh, it seems alive, it seems like it's, um, it's still very vibrant and very exciting technique. Um, if you've seen some of our younger dancers, it's still going strong and new things, new abilities, new standards. Um, and I think it's definitely alive and well. Would you uh, attribute kind of the uh, surgence of uh, sports medicine and kind of understanding uh, rehab and preventative medicine as part of that change over these last 20 years? I would. And actually, I think that we are blessed again with having a medical team that works with us that is on the forefront of, of dance medicine in particular. They've, they've gone to great lengths to set standards. You have standards for Olympic swimmers and you have standards for gym, gymnasts, but there are none for dancers. And uh, with the doctors that work with us, Dr. Gibbs spearheading it, um, they're really going to great extents to understand what is normal for dancers because what is normal for dancers isn't necessarily normal for anybody else, but it's still normal for, for us. So... Um, between that and understanding injuries, I've, you know, we have dancers that have been through multiple injuries that might have ended their careers a long time ago, and, and they're doing just fine. So I definitely think that, that uh, sports medicine and the advance of, of the medical field uh, has been a benefit, especially with us because of, of the, uh, the care that we get with our team. Any other questions? Yes. Question is a signature role that Katita really enjoys dancing. That's a difficult one. You know, I thought about it because, um, you know, twenty-two years in the company, one starts to think about, well, what when when that final show, what are you going to do? And to be very honest, there are ballets that I that I love more than others: Swan Lake, Middle. Um, but there's not. I couldn't put together a part of my uh, goal has always been to be as versatile as I can. So I haven't wanted to just be, be to do one thing. I've, I've wanted to do it all, which unfortunately drives my director crazy sometimes. So I just want to do it all. Um, but it's been, I don't, I don't have any particular one. I, I, I love it all. There you go. The question is, is there a piece of music that Katina might be inspired to choreograph to? I think if I choreographed, none of you would ever come back again. Uh, <laughs> um, there's lots of music that I love, but um, I don't 
I don't have the gift of choreography. I have lots of pieces of music that I love to dance to, but I don't think that I would be very good at, at creating anything like that. But um, I love Tchaikovsky. I love, actually, a lot of the music that Christopher Wilden's worked with, strangely, Ligeti, I like his music a lot. Um, and there was a composer that we used for uh, a ballet a long time ago, and I can't remember his name. Ecstatic Orange was the name of the piece, and it was for a ballet called Terra Firma that James Kudelka did. And his music always excites me, so those would be a couple musical. Um, she was saying that she actually saw Terra Firma and remembered my, my dancing in that. And I have to say, actually, Terra Firma, um, it was one of the most exhausting things I've ever done. And the company, too. I, we had people coming off and looking for buckets because they were so tired and heaving. And, but it's a great ballet. I love that ballet. Yeah. Thank you. Again, I'm just so overwhelmed at, at hearing how many of these pieces that you've done. What is part of your your process? Do you Is it just all in your body, or do you take notes and video? Or how, how do you keep all of these different uh, roles straight every time that you step on stage and the next day is a, is a whole new piece? Well, um, I think you sort of get used to it. It's the combination of the music and the steps. And, you know, you hear uh, certain music and, and once you've learned the steps, you're reminded of those steps again. It's like learning lines in theater. It's, it's very similar to that. You learn your lines and you know that you have to say whatever it is you say when you're standing on that spot. So when you're on that spot, it cues you. So I think it's it's that and muscle memory and um, and video helps a lot. I'm very visual, so I have a hard time learning if I don't see it first. I'm I can learn very quickly if I can see what I'm supposed to do. The, a question on program two in Ibsen House and in the middle, somewhat elevated. How many casts there are, and how does that work? On average, we try to have three casts at least. Um, usually, uh, we. Helgi's very good about trying to get all his dancers on, so we do try to get three casts, but it can depend on how complicated a ballet is. And, you know, if, if uh, because we're all covering, for instance, even though I'm actually in all three ballets on program two, and I'm technically in four temperaments in program uh, one, but because we have so many people doing it, I'm not going to do it this year. Um, but you alternate, for instance, uh, I share roles with Yuan Yuan in Naked, with Dana Genshaft in, in, in Ibsen's, and with Tina LeBlanc and Yuan Yuan in Middle. And um, it depends if they're dancing, if Yuan Yuan's dancing Naked, then I'll dance Middle if Dana's dancing Naked, you know. So it does get very complicated, but we do tend to try and cover everything, so if there's an emergency or something happens. First of all, so everyone can dance, and second of all, so every part is filled every every night. So, kind of complicated. I still don't get it. But Well, I'm afraid we've run out of time, and I sincerely want to thank you, Katita, for joining us. We might just one one quick question. Uh, that's a, a lovely way to end. Just another fan just saying how every year it gets better and better. Katita's roles are that much more in-depth and more dramatic, and I think all of us would agree with that. Katita, thanks so much for taking thank the time to speak with us. Thank you all. Thank you very much.